Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Things are not great. They are blue. Mm. They said we couldn't be here. Does look nervous? Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host is Jason, along with Chris. Oh, is this real life? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a fun couple days, to say the least. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to. I'm still kind of in shock, honestly. I don't know. It's we're, we're going to be uh, turning to maybe blubbering idiots during this, but you know, like we had our uh, we had our moments during the game. Oh, Luckily, I, like I said, I'm thankful. Thankful I was there for this game. That made it even. Uh, nicer, you know. I was able to celebrate with yeah. not well, only you, but all eighteen thousand of my uh, closest blue friends as well. If we're gonna break down, let's just break down right off the bat. There's no one in this world that I wanted to be at that game with more than you. If this was gonna happen, it needed to be you and me. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. It was a, uh, <laughs> it was uh, I was surprised. Like I'm not calling you out or anything, but you know, obviously you'll talk about it. But like you were. Very, you're getting teary eyed during this, during the uh, closing seconds. Oh, dude! Especially it's... after the Bozak goal, when we're like, "Oh crap!" Like we're up by three with like five minutes left. Like, I think that's when I allowed myself to relax. Yeah, because you said going into the third period, we'll we'll break down the game, but we'll kind of I want to talk about our feelings right off the bat, just because it's fresh in everybody's sure. mind. Um, you said going to the third period, you're like, I can't relax yet. And no. I, and then it's just one of those things where we, where I was like, I'm with you. Like I, I have this feeling. I think we're okay, but at the same time, like you have that feeling down inside you where it's like it could go wrong. Oh, uh, it's and that's a Blues fan thing, 100. percent I tweeted it out going into the third period, and I was like, this is where being a Blues fan messes with your head because so many times, it, you know, and it doesn't matter what the round is, first round, second round. You know, in, in 2016, when we went to the Western Conference Final, when we had teams that were supposed to win and were picked to win the whole damn thing, something always happened. Something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the top of my head, I close my eyes and I will forever see Steve Iserman dumping the puck in in double overtime in 1996 and putting it right over John Casey's shoulder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, it's tough to watch still. I mean, there's that. There's so many years of losing to the Blackhawks and or Kings in the first round and watching them go on to win the Cup when, you know, people would always say, one of these three teams is going to win it. And every year we were out in the first round. There's, you know, so many times where you think you're safe. And then something so blues-esque would happen 
and you'd lose. I, look, a, a very good friend of mine, Marty, um, game one of the season, when we just got the doors blown off us mm-hmm. by the Winnipeg Jets, looked at me and goes, well, that's so blues. And that became a hashtag we used for almost the entire first half of the season when they would find ways to lose when they should win is we just look at each other and be like, that's so blues. And, you know, it's it's true. It is, I think, the only fan bases that can um, sympathize with us are, honest to God, the Boston Red Sox and Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. And the job's not done yet. You know, we're we're... We've got more to go, but I think as far as tortured fan bases, maybe the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe, well, maybe. maybe. Yeah, because they're, they're, yeah, hockey's number one up there by a long yeah, shot. Yeah, but so. it's just, man, like. You might have to throw the Capitals into there to a degree, sure. maybe, but still. Up by two, man, You know, up by two with 20 minutes left, and a game, as we'll talk about, that the Blues, by and large, just dominated, mm-hmm. and I still had that pit in my stomach like they're going to screw it up. Yeah. They're, they're they're going to screw it up and they're going to lose this game. Yeah, so like I said, fantastic like fantastic feeling and it's just one of those things where I, I was surprised I kept it together, but I was just more like, wow, this is actually happening. Yeah. This is I was more like that the whole time and then I think honestly not until even in the car when we were driving home because we stuck around for a good 45 minutes after the game. Yeah. Hanging yeah. out and just getting a, a hat and everything. And just even looking at that on the way out, you're like, wow, that's uh, seeing the Stanley cup thing on the back of the hat and everything. You're just like, wow, that's we're in the finals. And then you kind of, I got home and I'm just kind of sitting there like, Oh man. Like that's when it kind of hit me. And I was kind of like, that's when I kind of lost it. Just sitting at home. Just like, Oh Jesus. Like this is uh, something I've waited for my whole life. And, and it kind of, uh, all right, I'll get into it later because I don't want to lose it now. So let's go. Let's go. Let's rewind to do the whole well, series before we before we get into the break. Sure. Because obviously the game six is going to be our huge the, discussion. The last thing that I'll equate it to is, and you're younger than me. I remember when I was in kindergarten, the Cardinals won the World Series, and I remember being. 82? I remember eighty two. Okay. I remember important. being excited for it and being happy, but. Not, not really like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I don't remember watching any of the games. Like I remember my parents bought me a world championship shirt and I had a pennant and it was fun and stuff like that. But, you know, and I kind of remember 85. I do remember 87. Um, But after that, it was just a wasteland to be a Cardinals fan. The the 90s by and large sucked. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of runs where they got into the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, they didn't reach the World Series again until 2004 and got mm-hmm. swept out by the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, which... But then in 2006... Yeah, oh, yeah. And then in 2006, when they finally won it, that's the only thing that compares to me as a sports fan to what I felt on uh, on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's and it, it 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 pales in comparison because I've been a blues fan since I was I got in, I didn't get into hockey as a young kid I got into hockey through friends of mine the first year I remember watching the blues 
was probably 89 or 90. And I remember we lost, and I think the first round to the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. But after that, I, I bought, I bought in and every year I bought in and it would kill me every year. Like to the point where when we would finally get eliminated, I would go into a, a little bit of a depression, like full on. Oh yeah. I, like like two, good two weeks, like two weeks usually is my like usual. And I wouldn't watch any hockey after that, even as much as I would love to watch, like whatever was going on, I wouldn't yeah. watch anything. Cause I was just like, Nope. I just can't do it. And you know what's funny is the two years that I've never, the two years I didn't buy in was I refused to let myself buy in when they went to the Western Conference final against uh, Colorado. Mm. For whatever reason that year, I was like, they're not going to do anything. And even when they went to the Western Conference final, I was like, they're just going to lose. And then it's a very Blues fan thing to be like, you know. And then this year, you and I talked, I think, before every game. And I was like, man, it's been a good run. And if they, like, I remember, you know, you and I go into uh, a, a game against Winnipeg. And I was like, if they win, I'm stoked. But if they lose, I'm not even going to be mad. Just because of the run, they where they were at. Yeah. And where, you know, like the whole, like, we, we had just and then, talked ad nauseum, the this January 3rd standings. And then going to game seven against the Stars, you and I, I was just like, man, if it ends tonight, it ends tonight. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not. Like, I, I've almost adopted this philosophy. And I even told it to people today who still keep asking me, do you believe, do you believe? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I kind of feel like, why not us? Yeah, that's where I, I'm kind of. I, I told well. our friend Justin, who think, thanks to him for filling in for me last week while I was away for work, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the Blues are Dante from Clerks. Like we're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> that's a good, a good equation. There has a good, but uh, here we are. Analogy. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just like not your. Yeah, it's just everything that's happened since January third has just been kind of like this. I said all year, even when the the, the downtimes, I was like, you know what, just try and enjoy the ride, especially when the January 3rd, the loving game win streak. That's when I kind of adopted that. And I'm like, you know what, no matter what happens the rest of the year, I'm just going to enjoy this yeah. and just soak it in. And that's kind of how I'm treating this finals as well. It's just yep. there's so much going on, which we'll talk about. Um, and I'm just going to try to do as much of it as possible because – like I was telling, I was yeah, yeah, I was telling my daughter who's nine years old now, going to be ten this year, and tell her like, and when I was your age, like I don't, I never, I you know, I always had that hope that I wouldn't be able to get to this, and that was when I was, yeah, I was 10, 10, 12, in that range where I yeah. fully went was went fully on board with hockey, and um, and here I am, you know, twenty six years later, yeah. <laughs> that's, and then now it's happening, so. I'm just making sure, and I'm sure a lot of fans are not taking this for granted because um, just like with the Cardinals where they're making the playoffs every year and they're winning championships and doing all this stuff, and it almost came a habit for some fans. The Like, if they didn't get the World Series and win it, they were royally pissed at them. And I'm just like, man, if I could just sniff at that once, I'd be thrilled, and that's how I'm going to treat it and just be super happy, live I and mean, die on this, and just just enjoy the ride. At, you know, yeah. And it's, I mean, we're going to talk about way, it. It's going to be great. This is a young team. Odds are that you know this should be knock on wood. 
the first of a couple trips for this group of players. Like I said, the window, I think it was, which I read a couple articles today where people are saying that the window is definitely open for not only this team, like the Bruins, how the Bruins well, kept retooling. Dude, think so about far. that. This was a team that years ago people said the window was closing on. That's how much we've retooled. I think it's a new window. But and you're, you're pulling just, in guys like Robert Thomas is just starting out. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's going to be an integral part. Look at it this way. If we're going to go by the numbers, the next time the Blues will get to this point, I'll be 91 years old. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that doesn't happen that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I, you have to just embrace it and enjoy it and hope for the best and pray to God that they find a way to win four games against Boston. But if they don't, man, of all the years, like I feel like this is the year that we can enjoy it because we're not supposed to be here. Yeah. There's no pressure on this team. I mean, there's pressure on this team. Don't get me wrong. But this isn't the 2016 team. This isn't the 2001 team. And this is a team that doesn't seem like which somebody pointed out on Twitter, which just doesn't seem like the weight of a franchise and the weight of history is on this team compared no. to the past where you felt that you could tell where they gripped the sticks tighter, which people, you know, say like, you yes. know, is that true or not? Whatever. But you, in the past, you could tell like when people would bring that up, like, Oh, how, you know, this is your 50th, your 50th year, you know, or your 50 or 40 something year, whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hey, you guys are the preseason favorites. And, You've never won one before. And I think that, like you said, since they technically weren't even supposed to get this far, they don't feel that. And I think that's a huge factor on which people maybe not thinking about. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about just winning and playing the next game. And that's a tribute to not only them, but the coaching staff, uh, especially Craig Brube. So let's go through the games that we missed. So the last time we came to you, like like Chris talked about, uh, we had Justin Fillin, who did a good job. And the infamous uh, hand pass. Did you like the name of the the uh, last podcast, Chris? That so, was pretty great. Yeah. Okay. I, I I thought I came to me after we recorded, and I was like, "That's uh, that's a good job, Jason." Pat myself on the back one for that one. <laughs> so so Blues playing the Sharks are game four. How would they come out and respond? That was my kind of big thing. Would the Blues come out and just be pissed and hit them and just like take penalties and do the you know I don't know how they respond. And it was pretty quickly. Ivan Barbashev and the fourth line just continues to play great. Gets an unassisted goal after the turnover by Brett Burns that was forced by uh, Alexander Steen 35 seconds in. So you can't ask for a better start. No, you can't. And, you know, I, I think that it was so vitally important for the Blues to come out strong in this game. You know, it was not only to put the ending of game three behind them, but to put San Jose on their heels, you know, San Jose. And we, we talked about, um, you know, I'm sure you, I know you and Justin did you and I off, off Mike have talked about, you know, what was going through our heads, the players heads on both teams after game three, it was so important for the blues to come out and get that lead early get the crowd into the game, get San Jose on their heels, and push forward. And they did it. I mean, you could not script a better start to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just – in the first period, they pretty much dominated, and it, it ended with, believe it or not, a power play goal. 
Uh, Tyler Bozak gets credit for it here, even though I think it hit off of San Jose uh, skate. His fourth of the playoffs from Maroon and Tarasenko. So a good – it seems like when the power play, when it, they've been scoring, they either score really quickly at the, at the beginning of a power play or at the very end of a power play. Yes. Like, it's always never – it's weird. It's like I've noticed that in the la, on the, the last four goals. Um, they've either scored the first 15 seconds or they scored in the last 28 seconds. Because I looked at all the goals and that's when they kind of happened, which is very – it's just weird. You know, that's something I noticed. Like, there's nothing, no rhyme or reason. It's just kind of how this happened. Uh, but, you know, as the power play has not been great lately, um, it turned out to be pretty good here. And the Blues, this game was uh, tested the uh, old heart here because the Blues went into, mm-hmm. I called the good old Ken Hitchcock uh, cover two defense. Yes, they did. And they, uh, and yes, they just they laid did. back. They laid back the, the last two periods and just just played defense the rest of the time. And I mean, they did a good job, I guess, but San Jose poured it on in the blues um, route shot 11 to eight in the second and 10 to four in the third. And, you know, they let a goal in the Thomas hurdle at the end. The blues are still able to uh, hold on for a two to one win, tie the series back up, make it a best of three. So we take that and we go into the pivotal game five. And this is the one where, I think it was going into game four. You said whoever wins this game wins the series. I think you might have said that. I mean, one hundred percent. Okay, so you were said we were talking via text, and you were saying, "Hey, so you're saying we're going to win this series now?" And I was like, "Okay." Um, this is when the Blues had their first uh, watch party down at the Enterprise Center. Which, God, this is this, such a great atmosphere, and they sold out probably ninety to ninety-five percent of the lower bowl. Uh, I was able to take the family, uh, and also, which is awesome. Uh, NBC Sports and NBC, NHL NBC used uh, the video from sh- the Schwartz hat trick, which we're going to talk about during this game. So that was cool. Uh, so welcome to anybody else who, uh, thanks to that video, is uh, listening to this. So, um, and just overall, this game just from the get go was uh, uh, just to put it simply, they uh, kicked their dicks in. Boy, did they! I, this was if if game four was the game where the winner takes the series. Game five was the game where the Blues put the series on ice because this was a demoralizing defeat for the San Jose Sharks at home. They just got the pudding beat out of them. And, yeah, especially in the third. So this is a game start off with Oscar Sundquist getting a goal off a Eric Carlson turnover. So he – did not play the last almost 10 minutes of game four. Very A couple of shifts at the very end with limited movements. It looks like that groin injury that he had at the end of the season got re-aggravated. And if you remember, he was making those little funny quotes at the end of game one saying, looks like they were just, they weren't playing hockey. They were going around hitting people. We're here to play hockey. Or I'm paraphrasing that very, but he basically said they're not even trying. And guess what? It got to him because he was... I say 50% is being generous. Um, there was at least three plays on these goals here where he was a direct result. Um, yes. Pat Maroon got in on the four check on him and forced a uh, pad, bad pass. Oscar Sunquist one times it and beats Martin Jones for a quick, for a goal at the five minute mark. Second period, Jaden Schwartz gets a, another goal, his 10th of the playoffs. Uh, awesome there. Vladimir Tarasenko, Follows up with a penalty shot goal, which was amazing. And this was because Eric Carl couldn't skate to get back to get him. So Eric, so Brett Burns had to trip him after an awesome pass. 
from Jay Bomeister out of our end. And I think it was Schwartz who got the uh, puck at the blue line and gave it to Tarasenko, who was going full speed. And Carlson was a good 10, eh, 5, 10 feet behind him. Couldn't catch him. Brett Burns took him down. Tarasenko gets a penalty shot, which is only the second penalty shot in Blues playoff history. The first one was? Against the North Stars. And it was uh, a non-successful penalty shot. And I can't remember who took it. Uh, Jimmy Roberts, the original blue. Yes. So one of the, uh, so and he's on like he said unsuccessful, but this is the first successful one. Vibrator singles top shelf and just smokes Martin Jones on that glove side. I think we have seen, and it started with game five. You know what? I'm going to say it started with game two uh, of this series. Is I think we're seeing the return of angry Tarasenko. Yeah, because and, uh, he's he, not only scoring, he's, he's out there hitting. throwing the body around. Yeah, he, uh, like they said, he's engaged. Like when he's hitting, like he's around hitting and he's, oh man, it was just awesome. Like he just had a point every game from in this series. It was a goal and an assist. Even though the first game one where the Blues lost six to three, he wasn't great. And he got called out by Craig Rube saying, yeah, he got a point and he's doing okay, but. He needs to do more. And guess what? Loud and clear. And the Vladimir Tarasenko that a lot of Blues fans bitched about in the past, and don't get me wrong, he didn't do great in the playoffs in some parts when they needed him the most. He showed up uh, full force in this series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, one more thing of note for our buddy Eric Carlson. Um, he had a very, uh, I'm going to call it infamous quote that stuck out to me because it really pissed me off because I've actually kind of always been an Eric Carlson fan um, after the game three uh, hand pass win when he was at the uh, the press desk and they asked him straight out, was it, was it a hand pass? Uh, instead of doing the right thing and saying, hey, man, I just played through to there was a whistle, uh, he had a very smug and cocky response of, I mean, we're not out there playing handball. We're playing ice hockey. I think it's fair for everyone. Uh, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, I tweeted um, Mr. Carlson a list of Yelp reviews for some local Northern California handball courts now that uh, they're done playing ice hockey for the year. Yeah, he can do that after he finishes up his round of golf. Oh, if he can't even golf. He basically said today, and just uh, real quickly, he said in the press conference they're cleaning out their lockers today, that's about a return to San Jose. He's like, We'll see what the offseason brings. He ain't staying. So he, he wouldn't commit to there, so he's probably going to go to the highest bidder in the offseason. I think you're going to see um, – I, I think he wants to go back east. I really do. Um, and I got a feeling with the changes that are coming, uh, you're already seeing Pittsburgh is apparently shopping uh, Kessel. Yeah, and the, the, rum- the rumors are hot and heavy that it's going to be Minnesota. Uh, I would not be surprised if you see Eric Carlson in some place like Pittsburgh next season. I just yeah. think he wants to get out east. Yeah, I could see uh, him uh, trying to get back there. Uh, so we'll see what he does. We'll finish up this game here. Jane Schwartz gets a um, kind of a front of the net power play goal here where he kind of chips the puck after a shot from Perron up and over Martin Jones to make it 4-4-0. Four and, four and then after a two-on-one where Schwartz tries to pass to Tarasenko, Tarasenko retrieves the puck after two Sharks just slide into each other yep. and feeds a sweet pass between a bunch of guys, especially Eric Carlson, who is sitting there, and he scores a hat-trick. So Jane Schwartz gets his second playoff hat-trick uh, this season, 
And that's only a very few people have done that. I think I think the list of I think it was like four or five people, and I believe three of them were Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, and I want there's one other one on there, but like a really I want to say, uh, God, I forgot who it was now. So I had a list Glenn of Glenn Featherstone. Well, go yeah, Glenn Featherstone. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'll say Bob Basson, but you know. So um, so we'll wrap up this game five nothing. Uh, Jordan Benson, the first Blues rookie with a shutout. On top of that, um, yep. I was glad that happened. He deserved it, and he did. He had to make a couple of pretty good saves this game, but pretty much didn't have much going on. I mean, at the third period, man, they just killed him. It, 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 it also turned into. Let's talk about the end of this game. Eric Carlson does not play the rest of the game. No, Ivan Barbashev hits Thomas Hurdle up high. He's out the rest of the game. Um, Alex Petrangelo hits Joe Pavelski out the rest of this game. Uh, Evander Kane decides to try to run into uh, uh, Petrangelo's knee, and then er, then he starts to start crap, gets thrown out of the game. Uh, Haley decides to start stuff with uh, Petrangelo and Joel Edmondson, and guess what? Uh, Petrangelo pulled into Barrett Jackman, who I don't know if you remember Olin Nolan punched him in the face in the playoffs years yep. ago. He pulled just that, put his arms at the side, and just let Haley do a bunch of stuff. So Haley gets off. 10-minute misconduct in a 5-minute – or double minor, I believe it was. Yeah, this was the implosion of the Sharks and on multiple just, levels. Yeah, they you just – You you saw run. Martin Jones completely self-destruct. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked like the Martin Jones of the first four games of the Vegas series where he damn near got the hook and uh, and and didn't start in game five. Uh, but I – between watching the, the team completely implode – Ugh, sorry for yawning. It's late. And also mm-hmm. watching uh, Martin Jones turn into Swiss cheese. I felt fairly confident that the Blues are going to win game six at home. Yeah. So game six, we get to go to game six. So we had there a lot of anticipation for this game. Going to this game, there the big question was who made the trip? Who was going to play? Um, there's another player. I think I think uh, Timo Meyer was hurt at the time too. They had another player that was hurt during the game, but came back. No, it's gonna be Donskoy. Donskoy got hit in the face by his own player with a puck trying to clear out of his own zone. Oh wow! So sorry, and, I had my volume on. I didn't think it was on. You're okay. <laughs> so game six comes around. Who is gonna play for the Sharks? Nobody. And then they were trying to keep under wraps and trying to be all like uh, clever about it. And then uh, it leaked out during the late in the afternoon, I want to say, that the uh, stalls for uh, Hurdle and uh, Carlson are not even made up, which means they're not there. Pavelski is a uh, game time decision, and he does not play. He doesn't even warm up. Uh, yeah, so we, we were looking for our warm-ups. He took the morning skate, um, and it was revealed today for every uh, San Jose fan who may be listening to this or I don't even really care. They said He said he got a lower body injury that he got at the end of the season. It got re-aggravated. It wasn't a concussion deal. So right. it wasn't the hit from Petrangelo that he said he got him up high on and whatever. No, it was a lower body injury. So so with all you people saying you know, dirty hits and we're headhunters and all that stuff, you can, you can suck it. All right? So <laughs> simple as that. So I don't care at this point. I'm super happy. I don't really care. So game starts off pretty decent once again. And this is this is the, the theme for the Blues, which in the past, this really wasn't a theme for the Blues. The Blues were very much never an early scoring. We were very much – our favorite thing to do is 
Uh, this game is brought to you Bud Light, and the other team scores. Yeah, scores. it's a, easily, it's been a running joke on our podcast for years. Yeah, and it's kind of been the opposite, not only this series, but kind of throughout the this playoff run, which is yes. saying something. Uh, so this goal, originally we thought it was Belay who uh, gets this goal, who's been just something since he got reinserted into the lineup. So I agree. Sammy, so Sammy Blay gets the puck after a rush, swoops around back in front, and uh, gets a pass from Ryan O'Reilly, who does a really good job at retrieving the puck here, and takes a shot that goes off the far post and in. Apparently hits Perron in front, so he gets the credit, his sixth of the playoffs. Uh, so that line is humming as well. And that's the other thing, too. Not only had the fourth line going, you got the first line going, you got the second line going, and then the third line didn't have the best of series, but they but they dominated the Dallas series. So it's like yep. one of those things where one line maybe kind of regresses a little bit. We have another line that steps up, which is, I think, well, is like a big, huge thing for success. In this I will say round. Bozak was a monster in the faceoff circle this series against the Sharks. Yes, especially when O'Reilly's been – not himself, obviously. There's something right. going on there. Uh, and he has been himself. So Bozak, I mean, I'm not saying like third line's been completely awful, but I mean, compared to how they were doing in the Dallas series. I agree. Were, I agree. Where they were basically dominating that one, where they were still effective, but maybe less effective as they were in the Dallas series. So later in this thing, the Blues get a power play, and 10 seconds in, Vladimir Tarasenko takes it, roofs it, and his eighth of the playoffs from Pareko and O'Reilly. So Blues up 2 nothing at the end of one. And honestly, the Blues are playing really well. And it's just one little play that happens where the defense got caught up on a rush and then a Maroon takes a shot on a three-on-two and the puck unfortunately just goes straight out and goes straight to a Sharks player. And Donskoy gets a uh, outlet pass to this Dylan Gambrell who's inserted for Joe Pavelski. And he beats uh, Jordan Bennington on his uh, blocker side, who he maybe cheated a little too much to the uh, his uh, short side. So two to one, a little worried because this is a shark start to pick it up. And there's a sequence right before this where Logan Couture is on the doorstep. Yes. And almost scores, but uh, between Jordan Bennington, I guess having enough kind of scrambling around and Colton Perico clearing the puck from the crease. Keep it out. Braden Chen finally breaks his uh, goal, his uh, goal streak at 14 games, and it gets his second in the playoffs from Petrangelo and Thomas on the power play off a uh, Petrangelo shot from the point. I thought it was great because this happened in front of us. Yep. And we saw, and then Chen just breaks his stick over his leg, you know, and like, like finally this happened, you know, because he's played so well this series and he done really a lot has. of little things. Well, not only, you know, face-off circles help shut down the top line to a degree, um, just being physical and doing all the little things which you appreciate. And the third period rolls around. So here's where we were talking about earlier. We're, we're nervous as Blues fans in general. You know, we're kind of – you can feel it in the building where everybody's kind of like that – like you're like they're excited, but it's like the nervous excitement where you're like – I you was shy. You don't want to get too ask you about that. Because I noticed, like at the end of the third, at the end of the second, you got up because you wanted to use the bathroom and get something to drink, mm-hmm. and I just sat in my seats. And what I observed was not just our section, but all around us, all of the Blues fans looked like they had just gotten through 
running four miles. Like they looked tired and they looked focused and they looked nervous. And everyone kind of had this look on their face like, all right, man, we we just we just gotta hold it together. And it was this, you know, like you and I were talking about at the start of the show, this nervous energy and all of these thoughts in the back of your head of like how it's gotten to this point so many times only to fall apart in just fiery heartbreaking Hollywood-esque heartbreaking fashion. Right. And, you know, because I had a friend of mine in L.A. text me and say, boy, Blues fans on Twitter are real cocky right now. And I was like, well, I'm telling you right now, the the 18,000 that I'm sitting next to right now are not cocky. It was like laser focus on the fans of like, all right, we just got to stay the course. Yeah. So it's like, and then mind you, this period starts and they kind of lay off the start and the sharks are pressing and we're all like, that makes it even Which you knew they would. You had to know that the sharks were going to come out. That's their their season. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. As desperate as they have been ever. Because you're right, they're down by two, and the, their season is on the line. Yeah, so it was uh, a tough first seven minutes or so, because that's uh, that's when things kind of uh, start to, like, I'd say even five minutes, it was kind of like, it was. I think Logan Couture had a partial break. There is the turnover to Evander Kane, who was alone in the front. And unlike in the past, and this is not a knock on Jake Allen, Whoever, this is just any goalie that's in the past. Like, we, obviously, we haven't gotten this far because me and Brian Elliott, you can go back to John Casey, Grant Fuhrer, Curtis, Curtis Joseph. Joseph, whoever, you know, like, and Jordan Benson stopped these. Yeah, he uh, did. And he made them look easy. And then one rush comes down, and Tyler Bozak hits it off a of, uh, three on two, hits it off a technically a uh, Sharks player for his fifth goal from uh, Piranha O'Reilly on this rush. And this is when the place explodes and it was almost like that explodes in like relief. Yeah. Because everybody's like, Oh my God, there's seven minutes left and just under seven minutes left. And we're up by three. Yeah. Like it was a collective this, exhale. I think I've heard a comment from one. I think that there's a couple of guys that sit in front of us who are season ticket holders as well. So we see them every game. And one guy said, barring a phantom five minute call, I think we're okay. And which I thought was funny. Which I mean, which I which I I almost said I wouldn't put it past him honestly. Yeah, but yeah. one of those things where I still didn't. We I mean, me and you were still like didn't. I mean, uh, fully. I think until near the end here, they pull their goal with about three minutes left. Yeah, Sunquist gets the puck at center ice. Clearly, it gets into the zone and shoots it and just misses. I think I clapped in you. I was like, you got to be yeah. kidding me. Because yeah. I didn't see, all of a sudden I heard the horn and Barashev winds up getting this empty net goal. And I mean, pandemonium is basically how to describe it, I guess. It's just everybody is. This I is where barely remember the last two and a half minutes. Yeah, man. It was just when um, everybody's just standing up and cheering and yelling. And I'm just, I'm doing my best to soak in the moment. And I just kind of want to make sure I have some kind of record of it as well. So I just went live on Facebook and I had my phone up and just kind of just had it there and just wasn't looking through the phone and just watching the 
you know, I hopefully yeah. I got good video. It looked like it was okay when I watched it later on, but um, just trying to look at it and just like I said, we talked about it a little bit before where um, I my feeling, which we'll talk about now, um, was like disbelief. Yeah, not disbelief, but I guess is the best way I can describe it. I just wasn't didn't fully comprehend what was going on. You know, I was excited, but it just didn't really set in set in yet. Uh, I know you were very emotional during, which I super don't blame you. I'm surprised I didn't break down, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it did. It didn't hit me till later on that night in that day. The Blues win five to one, obviously Western Conference champions. Um, How weird is that to say? Yeah, I mean, like I said, look at the hat. The, even this morning on my uh, dresser as I walk out to get ready for work, I was like, man, that's that's a nice looking hat, and that's kind of awesome to see. And um. Like I said, me, I finally kind of hit hit me later on where I'll probably break down here. But um, I thought about like uh, people that aren't here anymore and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of that on Twitter, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I know, I know Jeff Potter did a bigger thing. I know I thought about, uh, you know, he was his dad passed away a couple years ago. And right. He was, uh, you know, I don't blame on that. And I thought about like uh, a grandpa who super wasn't didn't really care for hockey, honestly. <laughs> He was more of a football Cardinals guy. He was season ticket holder there and was devastated when they got moved, you know. Right. Um, he was very big on that. But the big thing for him is he knew how big hockey was into. And I can't remember the exact year this was. Maybe you might be able to help me on this. When the Blues had their home playoff games on pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I don't remember. I was younger, so I don't want to say. I want to say what I was 9 or 10. So that would, make, that, that, would, that would make it 93, 94 in that, that range. Sounds, sounds about right. I want to say they had the red striped uniform, so I want to say it was that range. Yeah. So that makes me, uh, you know, 93, 94, it makes me like 8, 8, what is it? No, no, 82, do the math, 12. Boy, that was a failed experiment. Yeah, that lasted a season maybe, maybe two I seasons. I think so. I think maybe. so. Yeah, it didn't last long. But the thing I'm uh, bringing up where I got kind of emotional where my grandpa was like, my dad is, you know, like just we didn't have cable. So my dad was just like, you don't need to watch it. We'll just find out in the paper the next day or listen to it on the radio was his thing. And they know right. as a kid, you're you know, like, I will watch on TV, dad, you know, like. And my grandpa just said, hey, um, I convinced your uncle, uh, Bob, who lives about a mile away. Just ride your bike over or and then I'll, or I'll come pick you up and I'll watch it with you. And it's something that he just didn't he didn't care, man. He really didn't. Sure. But, but it was one of those things where he just like knew how much I wanted to watch it and stuff. And um, yeah, man, that kind of hit me later on where I was just like, man, he would be, he would be happy. Oh dude, I'm <laughs> the same way. He, he'd be happy for, no, nah, he'd be happy. Like cool. The team made it and you know, but he'd be like, man, I'm happy for me. You know, just like how sure, you know, and that's what kind of hit me later. And that's why I was like, man, <laughs> man it's got to hit me now, honestly. But uh, I mean, dude, I, I think we all have stories like that. Like my grandfather was never a big hockey guy, but he knew how much I loved it. My dad is the same way. Now I'm lucky enough that I'm going to get to take my dad to a Stanley cup final game, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so. But I mean, I, I remember as a kid, like in the middle of the night, Tuesday night, it's, it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm texting with friends of mine from high school who I vividly remember to this day, the first one of us who got a car was our friend Lee. And I remember all of us piling into his piece of crap, late 70s, early 80s, pea green, just land yacht of a crap car. 
and driving around going nowhere listening to the camo x call to playoff games and like jumping up and down in the seats and making the car bounce on the roads of St. Charles County when we would score a goal and going through drive-throughs and things like that. And I remember the dead silence that would be in the car when we would lose a game or when we would ultimately lose a series. And like there's so many memories that we all have of teams that have fallen short. And that's why earlier that day I, I tweeted out, I was like, I like, I just like, I think I put a list of like 20 amazing players that have all worn the blue note who have all taken a run at getting here and didn't do it. Think about the fact that Brett Hall never played a Stanley cup final game for the St. Louis blues. Yeah, and uh, neither was, uh, Al McGinnis. He's got two Stanley Cups: Al McGinnis, Wayne Gretzky, Chris Shanahan, Pronger. Chris Pronger, Grant Fuhr, Curtis Joseph. Like yeah. the 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 who's who of hockey royalty that has come through not only the old barn but Fourteenth and Clark and taken a stab at doing this had never got it done. And these guys who were dead last in the league on January 3rd, get it done. And it's not over. It's not over yet. That's the crazy thing. We've still got one more big step to go, but the, like the monkeys off your back now. I mean, yeah, you've got one more big monkey, but, this feels like when we finally beat Chicago, but like on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. It just like feels like times 10. Yeah. In 2016, when we finally beat the Hawks in game seven, like that was such a huge win for the team and the city. It, it took so much pressure off their back and they went all the way to the conference finals. And this time it was like 49 years of. Well, you can't get there. You can't do it. You're just not that good. You're always Chicago's little brother. You know, now Nashville, now you're now you can't get past Nashville. Winnipeg's so much better than you. Like the amount of always being a footnote and and never getting the respect from national riders because well, St. Louis is just that team that can't get things done. They can't close out a series. They can't win. Like it's gone. It's all gone now. Mm. And yeah. you know, I'll bring it back to a movie reference that I think I've referenced a billion times since Tuesday, and that is the movie Major League. Uh, you know, to quote the uh, the great Jake Taylor, I guess there's only one thing left to do now: win the whole effing thing. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's uh. It's a good possibility. So we've got news and notes from the rest of uh, what's going on with the Blues going to Stanley Cup Finals. Obviously, playing the Boston Bruins. The Bruins, who beat Carolina in four, they've been sitting around for a while. Uh, so uh, note from today, they had a, like a control, they call it a controlled scrimmage today in Boston. And uh, guess who got uh, hit in the hand and was uh, shaking his hand and didn't play the rest of the scrimmage? No the, uh, shit. 
Brad Marchand. So, uh, yeah, so that's good stuff there. So, starts in Boston due to them having a better uh, regular season schedule than a better season, you know, what is a schedule, but I mean, record, excuse me. Um, so, we go up to Boston starting Memorial Day. So, Memorial Day, and then the next, then I think Wednesday, then they take a couple day break. The reason they kind of had the schedule like this because the, they basically based it on just in case San Jose won, because if that was, Obviously, it's huge travel from San Jose to Boston. That's a that's a quite a flight. Yes. So they had to plan two days in between. So the first Stanley Cup game, we game three here in St. Louis on Saturday, January first, and then game four will be June. Monday. Not Tuesday. January, June. Thank you, January. I thought it was a J word. So June first and then June third on that Monday. So. Couple yeah. of things we'll talk about here for what's going to go happen. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, so we're, I'm going to make sure I try to nail all this as best I can. Uh, first off, there's going to be continued watch parties for away games. They're going to open up the Enterprise Center, which is great. It's ten dollars to get in, five dollars if you're a season ticket holder. I had a blast at the last one; it was fantastic. Uh, I highly suggest if you can get down there during the week. It's on a holiday, obviously. Uh, I highly suggest you do it. They're doing it for both game one and two. Or seven o'clock game, so just like regular, you're going down to a blues game kind of lower concession prices, which is cool too. Um, same atmosphere as a game, just nobody's on the ice. So, and it's once you get in, it's you get in there, find your own seat. There's no assigned seats, at least after they were uh, for the one I went to. Nice, highly suggested. A lot of fun. So, the games that are in St. Louis, which is going to kind of what impact kind of what we're going to do. So games three and four, they're going to have a bunch of stuff going on outside. They haven't really announced it, but the big thing they are going to do, they're going to put a big screen outside and broadcast the game outside as it's going on. So you can sit outside the arena and watch the game with fans. Uh, that's going to impact us because on June 1st, even though Chris is going inside for the game, Chris, we are going to tailgate during the day. And we're going to be right in front of the Scott Trade, the parking lot directly across the street that's kind of gated in. Uh, right in front of the MetroLink kind of uh, uh, station that's right there, bus station. Yep. We're going to tailgate all day and just go in and watch the game with fans and, you know, just soak this in. And that's all I just keep telling people and just enjoy the ride. And just there's going to be so much going on and just all you can do. I mean, like me and you, like we got hats right after the game. Yep. And it was Right after that game, man, in game six, it was pandemonium even afterwards. Like, nobody wanted to leave. That's what well, was great. Nobody wanted to leave. I mean, we were there for a good 45 minutes, and we got back to our car. I mean, there was the parking lot was still probably half full. People were still trying to get out, and it was still like a dead stop to get out. I mean, nobody wanted to leave, and everybody was trying to get the not only shirts and just hanging out, high-fiving, and just, like I said, so many people hugging and high-fiving each other. You don't even know each other. I know Chris got into a – you ran into a picture and got into a picture with some people and taking a picture in front of uh, the Brett Hall statue. Yeah, yeah. And they, dude, and everybody, they were like joined in. They didn't care. They were super happy, and everybody's high-fiving each other. And just – it was just, man, one of those memories that you're just never going to forget. No, you hopefully, won't. Hopefully it's one of those that we'll get to make some more coming up. Like I said, I've had the statement a couple of times, which I joked around with a couple of friends, where I'm like, well, that's the greatest game I've ever seen. And I think I've said that a couple times as hard as playoffs. And uh, like I said, hopefully it continues. So I will Boston. say it is the it's the best moment I've been a part of in Blues history. Um, but I think game seven against the Stars is still the best game. 
Oh yeah, that was a. Uh... That was something that's still like the the that was the loudest the building. Even though we when the Blues won here, it was very loud. That maroon goal was the, probably the loudest I think. And yeah, my ears rang the next day after yeah. that after that game seven. I think because everybody was kind of a uh, happy, you know, like it was in the not in the I guess in the bag when the Blues went to uh, hit zero for this yeah. for game six. I think that's I mean they were still excited, but I think it's. You didn't know if the Blues were going to win the Dallas game. That's why I think of the what happened. That's why right. it was so loud. Um, before we wrap up game six, we kind of talked about this, and then we'll preview the Boston series. If you had to put you on the spot here, if you had to pick a MVP for the com- the conference finals, who would you pick for the MVP? Jordan Bennington. Yeah, he is uh played very well. He's uh 12 wins, a 9.914 save percentage, and a 2.6, a 2.38 uh goals against. So uh, only led in two goals after that uh, hand pass. The Blues scored 12, and San Jose only scored two after that hand pass goal. That's saying something. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's the other thing, too, where this team is able to put stuff behind them and move on, and I can't say that about teams in the past. Because the last time they played the San Jose team and they blew game five, when you watched game six, you knew it was over in the first 10 minutes. Yes. Back in 2016. And yes. They didn't let it. They didn't do that this time, and that's a tribute to these players and the coaching staff. And I agree. Everybody. I, I mean, agree. it was great. Um, if I for me, um, and there's a lot of guys you can pick here, and so I'm gonna say there's almost no wrong answer. I'm gonna say Vladimir Tarasenko, even though that game hey, one he wasn't great. Choice. Great. great choice. He wasn't great, but he had a point in every game, and I think he was noticeable every game. You know, he had points. The hitting, the getting back on defense, and that's stuff that. We haven't seen in a couple seasons. You know, at least we talked about maybe even ever to this degree. I agree. You want to make that argument. We talked about the defense of this team on the way home, and um, I don't think we have ever seen all three pairings on defense be as strong and as just suffocating as they are right now you know yeah do for a quick, quick defensive note uh vince dunn did skate for a second day in a row today that's great so i think um, he hit in game three so there's a possibility you might see him on monday i'm i would love to see any i know you and i talked about it on the way down if they would let him skate with the full shield if they got to the final um back to what i was about to say is you know we know what we have with Petro defensively. We know what we have with Colton Pareko, who is who is getting stronger by the game and by the series. Mm-hmm. But let's focus in on a guy who people were ready to ship out of town on a train the last two years and has quietly had a phenomenal playoff run and that is Jay Bowmeister. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what finally clicked with him. I don't know if it's Barube or what it is, but Jay Bowmeister is playing like the Jay Bowmeister of. We traded for like five years ago. Yeah, he's playing like the Jay Bowmeister of the Florida Panthers and Calgary Flames. Yeah. And, you know, you 
it used to be when he was out there, you're like, oh, shit, here comes a goal against for us. And now, like, there's nobody on that defensive unit that I feel is a liability on defense. I'm glad they took Petro off the power play because I, I think that he just, I don't know what it is about him playing the point on that power play, but I think he panics and tries to rush things and was made apparent in game one of this series and in game two as well. He turns that puck over and freaks out. Mm. Um, but man, that defense is 90s Detroit Red Wings good right now. Like I remember the old the old sayings back in the 90s of the playoffs was if you weren't beating Detroit after 40 minutes, you weren't gonna beat Detroit. Because they would lock it down on defense and you weren't gonna get a shot on goal. And they did it to Winnipeg, they did it to Dallas, and they've done it, they did it to San Jose. When that when that defense decides to put the clamps down, you ain't getting a shot on goal. Yeah, I mean everything's been unreal from the I mean, and the thing is like it's almost like no one story you could almost pick out with this team. There's the Jordan Biddington story, there's the team in total from the January third on how they've played. Um you can say the reemergence of Vladimir Tarasenko, who was kind of not having the greatest of seasons. Uh, you can say the like Jay Bo Meester, um, Alex Petrangelo, any of those guys, like how they've played really well. Alex Petrangelo now has the most points of any defenseman in the Blues history on playoffs for a single playoffs. Uh, so he's, you know, obviously playing well. It's been such a run where there's. You know, you have the Patrick Maroon story after he scored the game seven winner on May seventh. You know, and all like yeah, all that yeah, story. Yeah. That we always it was almost like it almost seems like how long ago that was. I mean, it's not really that long ago, less than two weeks ago. But uh, here we are. So moving on to Boston. So Boston, uh, we get to face old friend David Backus. Uh, we'll talk about that. We're going to hear about that all week. So that's one of the storylines going to this. Another storyline people just brought up today how Jordan Bennington was loaned to the AHL affiliate of the Boston Bruins last year and helped them get into the playoffs last year. So, And then a couple of the guys that were on that team are now on Boston Bruins. So that's kind of a storyline. Uh, you got the Bacchus storyline. Uh, and then also, the last time the Blues fit in the finals was, unfortunately, the infamous uh, Bobby Orgel against Boston when they were swept. So the Blues do not have a Stanley Cup finals win and have won a game so far. They've been swept all three times. That's a story. I mean, Can you, you got name so the only things. other team to have that distinction? Um, I heard, I saw it today. Dang it, and it's going to bug me. There are two teams in NHL history who have made the Stanley Cup playoffs and never won a game. One is the St. Louis Blues at 0-12. The other mm. is the team that is 0-4. Mm, it's on to my tongue, too, but... The Florida Panthers. That was it. Cause that was the Colorado one. I almost said that too because I was I was going to say Vegas, but I'm like, no, they won last year. Then I was like, wait, what about Nashville? Wait, they won a couple. Because remember when that happened, they were giving us crap about that. Yeah. So I was like, which one is it? Which one is it? And I'm like, oh, it's that one. So that's a good piece of trivia there. So the blue. So Boston comes in having a bunch of time off. So will that affect them? They uh they swept the Carolina Hurricanes, which I was very surprised at that. I thought Carolina would at least make it a game. I don't know. Um, right now, just going through the the uh, NHL.com predictions, it's about it's split. It seems it's I think it's slightly more favored Boston than St. Louis. I would agree. 
but mostly Boston. But most of the people, I think Vegas has uh, Boston at not minus 150 right now is most betting things, but it's getting smaller. So I think, um, once again, it's going to be another tough series. Simple as that. I mean, it's one of those it things where it's, it's – I equate it to more of the – I guess you could say when San Jose is at full health, I think it's more like kind of closer to that. I don't know. I would almost say it's closer to the Winnipeg series where they got some speed in Boston with some of the younger guys they have. And they got some top line, like Bergeron and Krejci are still really good. Berge, uh, Marshan's still really good. Mm. Um, on the back end, Chara is still not bad. I mean, he might be a little bit a step slower, but you got Tuka Rask who is playing unbelievably right now. He has a 1.87 goals against right now. Yep, that's going to be the key for me. Is the, the the goalie battle is going to be my number one key? I think that this is this Stanley Cup final takes the best of all three teams that we have beaten and puts them all together on one team. You've got the goaltending of the Dallas Stars and Tuka Rask. You've got the firepower of uh, both both San Jose and Winnipeg. Uh, with the big stars up front for the Bruins. And you've got the toughness of the Winnipeg Jets on the back end uh, of the of, of the Bruins. And, you know, this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a long series. What I find interesting is the people who are picking Boston seem to be picking it in a quick series. Yeah, I've seen that. I've, there was the most of it was only a couple of those on NHL.com's website, yeah. and then I haven't seen ESPNs yet. I, but, I've um, seen I've seen a lot of fives and sixes for Boston. I haven't seen anybody say four, uh, but by and large, people who say St. Louis are going six or seven. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think this is a five game series. I don't. I, I no. think that. Uh, I'd be shocked if it's either either way, whichever team would win yeah. five, I'd be shocked. I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight, and I'm ready for this thing to go the distance. I think you're looking at at least a six or seven game series. I'm saying the six. six. So the rematch of the 1970 Stanley Cup final. Uh, so Boston, last time they were one was eight years ago. Obviously, we have not won in our history yet. So um, uh, my pick... I mean, they got Brad Marchand leading the way offensively, so that's their offensive leader. Ours is uh, Jaden Schwartz as of right now. Uh, both teams did not touch their respective uh, conference champion uh, trophy. The Blues did not touch the uh, the Campbell Cup. Uh, so that was interesting. I was kind of watching for that. I think in the video, if you see me on our Facebook page, you hear me like yell like, oh, he didn't touch it, he didn't touch it. I was just so excited. Just I don't know. I, guess I was in the moment, I guess. And uh, – so, yeah, a lot of things going away for the Blues. We'll do this because we almost have to. Everybody likes to hear it. Uh, your will do predictions. I'll uh, go ahead and go first. And believe it or not, it's going to be something you've heard before because I believe I've said this for all three series so far, and I'm going to keep that trend up. I am going to say the Blues in six, and the Blues will bring home, and we'll have that parade on Market Street. Um, oh, you just made me think of Bob Plager. Damn it, I'm going to cry again. Yeah. I don't want to bring that up because I was just like, oh, well, I'll bring it up, but we'll after this, but we'll go ahead and see your <sighs> prediction first. I it is so hard not to pick with my heart on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Um I'm all in right now, so I'm just like I, I'm, I I'm think you know when you look at statistically the last 
13 Stanley Cup finals. The team who has had the longest break has lost, I believe, 10 of the last 13. Mm-hmm. That bodes well for the Blues. Um, the Blues are a great road team this postseason. So, so I don't think that that not having home ice advantage hurts them at all. They have closed every series out on home ice. I think that after 53 seasons, Alex Petrangelo lifts the Stanley Cup on home ice, and I think the Blues win in six. Yep, that's my prediction, and I'm going to stick to it. Um, and we'll do the so Blues and six for both of us. I'll do a quick uh, shout out to the uh, St. Louis Blues social media and digital team. I would say the videos that they're doing have been top notch. The oh, least. Um, not only was the the player one that was uh, released, maybe it was early this morning. We're recording on the 23rd or maybe the day before yesterday um, where it shows him kind of doing his rounds where he has a routine where he walks the hallways. He's too nervous to watch the game. And if he's in, he's in front of a suite when they score, he'll he'll come back to that suite later in the game if they need a goal or something like that, which he's like, yeah, it's just funny how he's how every man. He's, it's just how all of us are. I mean, yeah. we all have our superstitions. Like uh, for example, we all wore the same crap we wore to game seven. Yeah, I did. I wore for because that's just how I do. I mean, and the funny part was, how it kind of seeped into my uh, family as well. So a little peek behind the curtain here. So like I, we were, there's a huge uh, uh, tornado warning. This, uh, where we, this game's going on. Me and Chris barely get inside before we hear the sirens go off and they tell everybody, make sure you stay in your seats. You can get away from the windows because there is a, been tornadoes spotted uh, in, you know, around St. Louis or One whatever. May even call it a sharknado. There you go. So I know that was going around. So I just thought it was funny. So uh, I thought people say like for the Blues to win the Stanley Cup, hell would freeze over, and that's what they were saying. Like we had these like, catastrophic tornadoes come through. So the my wife and daughter are at home and they're in the basement and uh, they they're not watching. They're watching something else to pass by the time, and then they're like seeing highlights in the game or you know, hey, it's two nothing. Everything ends. They go upstairs, and my wife turns to my daughter and says, "Hey, uh, do you want to watch the Blues game a little bit before you go to bed?" She and my wife, my daughter turns to her and looks at her and almost, almost condescendingly says, "Mom, they're winning two nothing right now. If we turn on out, they're gonna start to lose." Dude, and, and the funny part is, my my wife was like, "Dad's not here, so it's only when Dad's around." She turns it on, sees Maroon take the shot, and it goes the other way, and the shark scores. She immediately turns it off, and my daughter says, "Mom, I told you so. I'm going to bed," and walks in there and goes straight to bed, and it was just like. And that happened her, to me for game four. I, you know, I was uh, I was in Columbus on Friday for, it's now Sonic Temple. It used to be Rock on the Range. I couldn't watch game four, um, but I was following it on the app. I could not get the cable X feed to, to come up because there were so many people there. The data service was, was absolute crap. So I finally get out of the parking lot uh, to come home. I launched the KMOX app. I'm listening for about a minute and a half. It's two nothing blues and San Jose scores. And I was like, and I'll be turning that off now. Yeah. And uh, the blues hold on to win. So I, dude, I get it. Yeah. It's just funny. So we all have our thing. So, um, you know, the, the cash rock tornado happens and it's just, you know, it's just kind of a crazy deal. So blues hold on. 
They win in the finals. And like I said, it's really not fully set in. And all of a sudden, we're going to see that on Monday, on Memorial Day, we're going to see it pop up and the Blues are going to play, still be playing hockey in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. It's uh, kind of crazy to think about. So a couple things before we wrap it up here. So uh, look on our Twitter. There's going to be, I'm going to have a, I have like, since we've been going to a lot of games, I have a lot of rally tiles now. Um, so I'm going to get a lot. So I'm going to start uh, giving these away. So look on our Twitter to win one of the rally tiles. Go ahead and retweet that. And then I'll pick a winner uh, before uh, game one, because I'm going to post this right away. And also don't forget to look on Instagram for our, uh, Still going because the Blues are still in the playoffs. I win a t-shirt from Glass Bangers and a couple of glasses. So go ahead and and, uh, you'll see the instructions. Just follow us and uh, tag the person you want to share those glasses with. So those two notes, we'll wrap it up there. You got anything else to add on for uh, the next time we come to you? I don't know, depending on the schedules now with the holidays, we may come to you at the end of the series and maybe in the middle. We're going to try to do a special recording during the – if everything works out great, depending on the weather and how things work out for the uh, tailgate um, before the game, uh, game three, we're going to try to do a special recording beforehand. So if people are there, uh, come by and say hi. Like we'll be right in front of the uh, Scott, the Enterprise, I don't know if Scott Trade, Enterprise Center, the parking lot directly in front. You'll see us. I'm going to try to get there like eh, about three to four hours before game time. So just watch our Twitter Watch our Facebook, and you'll see all the information. I'll be finalizing everything this weekend and tweeting it out. So, uh, you looking for that? So, yeah, you got anything else? Are you good? Uh, I'll just shout out to our European contingent of uh, St. Louis Blues fans who have been getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch all the games live. Uh, it was really awesome to see. Uh, the text I was getting from friends in Manchester, UK, watching game six in real time and just losing their minds on how excited they were to win. And even though they don't feel the magnitude and the weight, they understand mm-hmm. as sports fans how important that win was for the team in the city. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad they're up. I'm glad they're watching. God bless you for having the uh, ability to get up at three o'clock in the morning and watch a hockey game and then mm-hmm. go to work. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, that's I hope dedication. you guys, it is man. And, and I hope that you, uh, I hope you enjoy the Stanley cup final. I will be in Las Vegas with our friend Jamie for game four. I'm sorry for game five in Boston. We will yeah. be watching in Las Vegas. Yeah, if we go that far, we'll see how things go. Like I, I fully expect it to go that far. I do so, too. yeah, so yeah, Jamie, who was on the show earlier in the season, maybe he's the good luck charm this year. So who knows? Uh, so, he made he made a point of letting me know that this is the first <laughs> year he's watching, and we've gone to the finals. So he said you could send all of your thank you cards and gifts to him. Yeah. So um, hopefully the Blues get to play Gloria four more times, and hopefully we're going to market and we get to hear that song on market in about two and a half weeks or shorter than that. Who knows? So it really bums it really bums me out that Laura Brannigan is not alive to witness this because I think that she would be through the moon. I think her manager, Kathy, who runs Laura's Twitter page, has done an exceptional job of embracing it. And I'm I'm sure should the blues win that they will invite her to town for the parade. Um but man, like you know 
It's why just, is this? These things are falling into place, man. That's my thing. It's just like the weirdest yeah, thing. It's why like, not us? Yeah, it's like the Gloria thing, the improbable comeback. Like somebody said, like, are you if you're gonna write a Hollywood story and they laid it out? I think it was one of the guys on Channel Two laid it out like have a team that with a lot of promise, then they fall flat on their faces. Then they have a rookie goalie come in that was buried in the organization and they come back to make the playoffs. And then they have, they adopt this song and then they, you know, get through to the playoffs. And then they have like, on top of that, like they talked about the one, uh, the one little girl who, uh, Layla, the, Layla who's been uh, the team and who uh, the videos, videos too of like, Every video of the Blues have been putting out, I'm like, I can't watch it work because I'm like, I don't want to start balling at work. It's like, oh, Jesus, man. One, one good thing, and I'm not going to name the dude by name because he doesn't get, he doesn't need to be dignified with a with a shout out. But good on all Blues Twitter and even most of San Jose Twitter for shutting down someone after Game Three oh, yeah, who made. That a really, really shitty comment that I think he thought was supposed to be funny, uh, and mm. it wasn't. No. Um, congratulations and, and good job by everybody I know and following Blues Twitter for shutting this dude down, and even most of San Jose Sharks Twitter who were like, hey, man, you're out of line. Um, so much, yeah. It's, it's Look, man, we, we have become friends with many people from many fan bases over the years of doing this show. Uh, the one that's always top of mind is our friend Bobby, who is a, a huge Kings fan. I'm all about friendly chirping, especially during the playoffs. It is part of the game amongst players, amongst fans, but there are certain things that you don't go after. And yeah. a little girl fighting cancer is mm-hmm. one of those things. Correct. So like I said, on top of that, I was going to add to this. You brought up our friend Bobby, who, uh, been bugging me to uh, be on the show. I think we're going to have him on and we're going to talk about his experience about the Kings going through the finals and how them going through the first time and then kind of his, his uh, memories of that. So I think that'd be a good little, uh, absolutely. Thing we'll so we're going to talk, we're going to try to work that in this week as well. So if you want to get hold of us on Twitter, it's at blues hockey, NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza who made the NHL Twitter. My, we just found that out about yeah. right for his podcast crew, yeah. his video, his video made some my playoff moments. Check that out. Um, on Facebook, it's Blues Hockey Podcast, along with Instagram. That's the same thing. And our website is blueshockeypodcast.net.com. And if you need to get a hold of us, uh, email just in case all that you can get a hold of us the other three ways. It's blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Because so, the only thing better than getting getting a hold of us three ways is getting a hold of us four ways. And uh, phrasing. So there you go. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, man, enjoy the ride. And, uh, Let's go blues. Like I said, we'll have our special one for our tailgate. Look for uh, look for us on our social medias to get more information on that. Cause I know some people are interested in that. Just come on by and say hi. Uh, let's just celebrate, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun couple weeks. Either no matter what happens, it's gonna be fun. Enjoy it. Four more wins, man. Four more Four wins. Wins. We got this. All right. Talk to you guys later.
nervous? What's your answer?